The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today, to wrap up the series on Supernatural, we are looking at the, uh, if you will, the babasale of the whole matter, the main, the main, the cocoa of the matter of the supernatural. <laughs> the cocoa of the supernatural is the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. I was saying the Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit. He is God himself. Is the spirit that proceeds from the throne of the Father. Since God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, we need to understand that there is the presence of God with us. And he is a person that has all the qualities of a person. It can speak, it can be quiet, it can be angry, it can be hurt, it can be grieved, it can be upset, it's, it reasons, it's real. It's not just a mist, it's not just a dove, even though um, those are like symbols that kind of represent his personality. He's not just fire. He's a person. Everybody say a person. A person. So if he's a person, the best thing that can ever happen to a Christian is to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. How do you cultivate a relationship with someone? Let's say there's a young man that wants to get married and sees a beautiful daughter of God and says to the daughter of God that, oh, I love you. Now, what, what, what do girls tell us immediately? You don't even know me, right? Okay, come on, guys. It's the only me they've told us. It. <laughs> you don't even know me. And so they're like, what can you say? You don't even know me. Okay, if they want to give you a chance, they'll say, okay, talk to me. Let's, okay, let's talk. Let's, right? If they don't want to give you a chance, what do they do? It's the same with God. To develop a relationship with God, talk to the Holy Spirit. There has to be talk. There has to be dialogue. There has to be communication. They have to you, if there's anything you take away from the service, I, you know, I have a lot of content for us, but if there's anything I take away from the service, and it's, it's the fact that I have to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I have to talk to the Holy Spirit. I have to find time to be with the Holy Spirit. If you're married, and you never spend time with your wife, can you have a relationship with her? Of course not. You can sleep on the same bed and be total strangers. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. You have to create time. In fact, live in Him, move in Him. In Him, exist. But you see, unfortunately, we have, we've, we've uh, misconstrued. All we see, uh, use, some people see the Holy Spirit as a tool, to, tool of fire to consume all their enemies. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. Burn them all, consume them all. To ashes, to ashes, to ashes. That is the only interaction they have with the Holy Ghost. How can he be manifested in his fullness in their lives? And for some people, the, the Holy Spirit is just reduced to, to some hysteric um, display of, of tongues 
I was speaking in tongues. For some people, all sorts of things. But you see, God wants you to know that today, He wants to have a relationship. Remember the relationship? With you and I. When you can love the Holy Spirit, when you can, as it were, embrace the Holy Spirit and talk. I said, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is a singing spirit. Love songs. Well, so many times, the more your relationship grows with the Holy Spirit, the more you find out that you may not have the best voice, but you have a heart of worship. Praise the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to talk. And the kind of talk I'm talking about, I'm talking about just talk. The Holy Spirit cracks jokes. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm like, no, you didn't just say that. He does. Normal discussion, normal conversation. You know, when someone treats me badly, what I do is I report the person to the Holy Spirit. Not that I report the person so that, you know, God will punish the person. No. You know, more of, look, you know, see how they treated me or see what they did to your boy, or, you know. And, you know, stuff like that. You know. <laughs> One day, I, I was, um, there was this great man of God that I'd, I really, 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 really respect. And I had the opportunity of meeting him on a, like a corridor. I was like, Wow! <laughs> I mean, back in the day. So, I was like, oh, I'm just going to shake his hands. You know, I won't wash my hands for the next 21 days. <laughs> you know? And it, 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 it worked. It worked. And he looked at me. I was, going to, I was greeting him. And just ignored me. And just walked away. I almost backslid. <laughs> I was crushed. <laughs> so I, I got home. I was like, Lord, did you see that? I was complaining bitterly to the Holy Spirit. You know? And he can even say he's a man of God. He cannot even greet somebody. <laughs> and you know what he said to me? I mean, it delivered me totally from men, totally. He said to me that, have you ever called me and I ignored you? I said, no. Have you ever greeted me and I didn't answer you? I said, no. He says, and you know who I am. I said, you are God. You are... He says, so I got the message. So what's your problem? A man does not answer you. But I am talking to you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Man does not regard you. But I am regarding you. And you have a problem with that. What are you telling me? You seek the approval of men. More than you seek the approval of God? I say no sir. This is the air I breathe. <laughs> Your holy presence living in me. God wants a real co communication and relationship with you and I. If I, 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 I got a friend of mine forwarded a, a question, I mean, for, um, on the devotional. That if, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word Pentecostal? 
What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And it has six, uh, uh, six options. So five options. A, A, B, C, D, E. A, can you put it up? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word Pentecostal? It says, A. A woman with a beehive hairdo, support hose, granny shoes, no makeup. Or tie scarf in a particular way, you know, you know, I don't want to mention any. What comes to your mind? B. Someone rolling on the floor while speaking in tongues of controllable. Is that what comes to your mind? When you hear Pentecostal, see what comes to your mind? A slick haired televangelist. With a white suit, who begs for donation? <laughs> have you seen this video? You're a witch. Have you? You've not seen it. Oh, you guys are not correct. What comes to your mind? D. A sour-faced Christian who looks like he just sucked all the juice out of a lemon. What comes to your mind? E, a sincere Christian who passionately loves God and people and believes in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. What comes to your mind? The world, when, when they hear the word Pentecostal, they say, uh, they have come. In fact, some people say Pentecostals. Have you heard that before? Why? Because there have been a lot of abuses. Because people really don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. So they make up things that, you know, have to be spiritual. And instead of glorifying God, they end up bringing the name of Jesus to disrupt it. So God wants a real relationship. What is a real relationship? With us. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 16, John 14, 16. John 14, 16. John 14, 16. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another con helper. Another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it, is, it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus is saying, I will give you, talking to the disciples, another helper. The word helper there. Means also means comforter, encourager, counselor, advocate. Those are heavy words. God is saying the Holy Spirit is to be to us as a helper. Everybody say helper. It's to be to us as a comforter, as an encourager. So that tells me that if you really have a sound relationship with the Holy Spirit. Even though things may try to discourage you, you find a way of drawing encouragement from the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. That, that tells me that if you have a sound relationship with the Holy Spirit, you, even though you may appear helpless, you know, my helper, my helper, my helper, There's something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. You know he is your helper. Even when people are gangrene, gathering against you, 
In places you least expect such a thing to happen. You know that he is your advocate. He will speak on your behalf. He will fight for you. He will defend your case. You know he's your counselor. I don't know what to do. I'm going through a very low period right now. I don't know what to do. Who do I turn to primarily? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I was listening to, um, I was flipping channels. You know, one of the things I, I like doing is to flip channels. How many people love flipping channels? You're not really watching anything. You just want to flip, flip channels. <laughs> My wife hates it. Says, can we watch one channel? I'm coming. <laughs> I'm flipping channels. It gives me joy. Just to be flipping channels. So, I was flipping channels as usual and a few days ago. And I stumbled upon some man of God, I mean, preaching. And, you know, I stopped and it was really making sense. And he was saying that what saddens him the most is that a generation of Christians are rising that don't know how to seek counsel from the Holy Spirit. People want to get married. And they are looking at what is her vital statistics. Does she have figure eight? Does she have... They, do, they are not concerned primarily what is the Holy Ghost saying about this person. People want to get married. And they're like, ah, he doesn't have a car. If he doesn't have a car, you shouldn't should should try me. Oh. <laughs> don't have a car. Don't, don't come, come here, we bite your nose. I'm like, it's so true. We stop. We've, we've, we've read, abandoned the counselor. Everybody say counselor. Ah. And people are like, hey, well, maybe we are, we are, maybe we are compatible. People have gone, they've, they've had a chat with each other, we've known each other for maybe six weeks, and they have concluded that they are not compatible. What do you know about compatibility? President of the Lord. He said, hey, but Pastor, you know, she did something that shocks me. I said, eh? I've been married to my wife for 10 years. She still shocks me. <laughs> President of the Lord. That's the truth. I'm sure she will tell you I still shock her too. <laughs> the point is this. We neglect the original, the original counselor. I remember when I wanted to get married. There was a lot of, you know, noise and confusion, you know, where I was. And I just said to God, look, what do you have to say about this person? And he didn't, he didn't answer me immediately. But I wasn't going to move. You see, when you are seeking God, God is not your houseboy. If you ask him a question, he doesn't have to answer. Have you noticed? If he doesn't answer, what do you do? I will wait on you. Almighty God. In the beauty of your holiness. I will worship you. Almighty God. In the beauty of your Oh. Abacock said in Abacock 2, I will set my watch and see what he will say unto me. I wait, I, I will wait, I waited. But I was watching what will God, what is he saying? What's the Holy Spirit saying? I can never forget it, never. I was in, at the redemption camp at the time and I was about to step into the, the old auditorium, very, very old auditorium. You know, as I was stepping into the old auditorium, the Holy Spirit said to me, she will do you good. So my wife will do me good. So I said, ah, ah, now we are talking. <laughs> and, you know, 
One or two other things which I won't tell you. For me, that was all I needed to hear. There was no battle. I was willing to crush anyone. Because I was sure this is what counsel I've received from God. What counsel have you received from God? Really? Some say, ah, Pastor, you see, it's true. I'm now married now. I do receive very counsel for God. In fact, I have to dissolve this marriage so that I can go and resolve it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too late. Too late. The counsel you will hear from God is... Uh... <laughs> Praise the Lord. What if I made a mistake? You're a child of God. The days of ignorance. God has what? Overlooks. Don't worry, he has overlooked your ignorance. Amen. Now, the, the word counselor means the, the root word, and so not, not the counselor, the, the word another, it says, I will give you another helper. Another helper. It means, it, it, it means, it is the word is, rather, the word called alos, A-double-L-O-S. It means another of equal quality. The same. So when Jesus is saying, I will send you another comforter, in fact, if you read on in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you comfortless, orphans, I will what? Come to you. Jesus says, he's sending the Holy Spirit, and he says, I will come to you. So, the Holy Spirit is Jesus. He's the Spirit of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. It is not the word eteros, which is another, which means another of different quality. So, the Holy Spirit literally took the place of Christ here on earth. Literally. The same way Jesus walked with the disciples. If it's another of the same quality, the same way the Holy Spirit will work with us. The same way when the disciples didn't have bread to eat, who did they go to meet? Jesus. When we don't have bread, who should we go to meet? The Holy Ghost. When they were confused, who did they go to meet? Jesus. When we are confused, who should we go to meet? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And in fact, to be, to be successful on earth, you must, you must really, really connect with the Holy Spirit. Why? In the world, in any organization, of course, some people do it in a detrimental way. In every organization in the world, if you are not in good terms with the person, the number one person, you really cannot go far in that organization. Do you know that? And many times, we don't discern the number one person quickly enough. And it costs us. Same thing with God. There was a time that the, in the Godhead, the Father was in charge of running affairs as it were. It was known as Jehovah, um, um, Elohim, all the big, big names. And the father said, I will send my son. Why? Because it's not everybody that can relate, that has been able to relate with me. So that, that's why Hebrews said, in Hebrews, I think, one, that God, in sundry times, in diverse manners, have spoken to our fathers through the prophets. So the father was saying, it's not everybody that could relate to me. Don't miss it. Don't miss this now. Listen, 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 listen. I will talk to you through the prophets. But that was not his hard desire. His hard desire is that all of us should be able to come to him, right? But 
Now, he has spoken to us through his, his son. Now, so when Jesus now came on the scene, the dispensation shifted to the dispensation of the son. So Jesus was in charge. So everybody, if you want to talk to God, you have to talk to Jesus, literally, when he was on earth. When Jesus was going, Jesus said, the dispensation is changing. I'm sending you another comforter, as it were. So, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. So, who is the number one person right now? Of course, the God that you can't separate them. Do you understand what I mean? But I'm just trying to say that, that the main guy right now is the Holy Spirit. So, who should I suck up to? You know, if you understand what I mean. Is <laughs> the man. Is the man. Now, when we look at the Holy Spirit, God said in John chapter 16, Jesus speaking, verse 7, John 16, 7, Jesus is saying that it is actually best for you that I go away because if I don't go, the counselor won't come. If I do go away, he will come because I will send him. So the Holy Spirit. Now when he comes, what is he supposed to do really? What is he supposed to do really? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts 1 8. The word of God says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. In other words, no Holy Spirit, no power. The Holy Spirit gives us power. You can have a form of godliness. Without the power, presence of the Holy Spirit, there will be no power. It's just like a house that has all the fittings, all the electronics, the TV sets, the gas, electric cooker, whatever, everything is in place. But if there's no power from PHCN, from NEPA, I said PHCN, so people say, what's that? NEPA. The house will not come alive. The same thing. We can have everything figured out. Our hats can be in place. Our suits can be in place. Our ties can be in place. The all setting can be, but if the presence of the Holy Spirit is not there, there's no life. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, if we are in a house, those of us, those of you on the internet, outside of this country, you may not really understand what I'm about to say. If you have not lived in Nigeria for a while, if there's, a, if there's been power for a while and all of a sudden power goes out, what does everybody say? Oh. Right? Then, let's say that you were managing candles and stuff. Then all of a sudden power comes back. What does everybody say? Up, <laughs> Nepal. <laughs> Now, the same, the point is this. The same excitement is required, or rather is usually seen when the Holy Spirit comes into being. Usually it's expressed in tongues. People begin to speak in tongues when they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They are saying, up, Nepal, in the Spirit. <laughs> So the Holy Spirit gives us power. Power to do what? Number one, power of salvation. The Holy Spirit gives us the power of salvation. John chapter 3 verse 5, Jesus replied, John 3 5, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
The Holy Spirit gives us the power of salvation. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. The word of God says in Romans 8 16. It says, for his spirit joins our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. His spirit joins our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. If you have any doubt today that you're a child of God, I'm praying today that the Holy Spirit will give you the power of salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus. It gives us power. Power to do what? Number two, it gives us power to walk in God's will. The Holy Spirit gives us power to walk in, God, to walk in God's will. John chapter 14 verse 26. John 14 26. The word of God says in John 14 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Power to walk in God's will. John 16, 13. John 16, 13. The word of God says in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So the Holy Spirit, number one, gives us the power of salvation. Number two, gives us the power to walk in God's will. Number three, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to share Christ boldly. He gives us the power to share Christ boldly. Peter, before he received the Holy Spirit, was timid, really timid, as it were, when the chips were down. When the chips were down, Peter denied Jesus. When the chips were down, the disciples ran away. But when they received the Holy Spirit, Peter could confront danger without any fear. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. The Bible says, and my message and my teaching, preaching were very plain. Paul was saying, I spoke plainly. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did so. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verse 31. Acts 4, 31. Acts 4.31. It says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to preach the word of God with what? With boldness. With boldness. You know, I used to sh sh um, share how timid I was, you know. Naturally, I I'm a very personal, private person, you know. I'd rather not even talk to anybody. Now, what can make me stand before people and talk about Jesus? Nothing but the Holy Ghost. Nothing, you know. The Holy Spirit gives us power to share Christ boldly. Number four. So, number one, the Holy Spirit gives us what? Number two, the Holy Spirit gives us what? Number three, the Holy Spirit gives us the, the power to share Christ boldly. Number four, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to live a holy life. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to live a holy life. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. Romans 8, 5 and 6. The word of God says in Romans 8, 5 and 6, it says, 
those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Do you find yourself thinking about sinful things? But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Do you find yourself thinking about the things that please the Spirit? So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. God is saying, the choice is yours. What are you allowing? What are you allowing to rule your mind? What are you letting? What are you giving the control of your mind to? The sinful nature or the Holy Spirit? Because it's the Holy Spirit that can give us the power, that can give us the power to live a holy life. Galatians chapter 5, Galatians 5, 16 and 17. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. The word of God says in Galatians 5, 16 and 17, it says, For I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful desire craves. Your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite to what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite to what the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Now, some people, they, they say to, to me, Oh, Pastor, I can't be saved. I don't think I'm, I'm saved. I don't think I, I am, you know, God can really be interested in me. I say, why do you say that? He says, because I, 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 I'm always I, I, wanting to do evil. I just want to do the bad thing. I say to them, can I tell you a secret? They usually liven up. So don't tell anybody. They say, I want to do a secret to do with me. I say, sometimes I also want to do the bad thing. Say, hey, pastor! He is like usually shocks people to their bones. Is the person not a human being? Sometimes you too. I say yes. Ah, they say ah. Then ah, then that means I have hope. I say of course. <laughs> and so how do you? I say simple. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and God says you choose what will affect your life. If you follow the Holy Spirit or you will follow your flesh. So temptation is not sin. Temptation just shows that you are alive and you are still on earth because in heaven there is no temptation. If you find yourself in a place where there's no temptation again. You are no longer with us. <laughs> you have gone. <laughs> you are in heaven. <clears throat> but God is saying, don't follow the evil desires. Follow the Holy Spirit. Because as you yield to the Holy Spirit, the flesh loses its hold on you. That's why it appears like some people are very, appears to be consistently spiritual. They are not. What they have learned is, they consistently follow the Holy Spirit. End of story. The day they choose not to, they will discover that they are not spiritual. Praise the name of God. <laughs> oh, yes. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to live a holy life. Number five. So we said, the power the Holy Spirit gives us, number one is what? Power of salvation. Number two is the what? Power to go walk in God's will. Number three. Power to share Christ boldly. Number four. Power to live a holy life. And number five. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to love. The power to love. 
In Romans chapter 5, verse 5b. Romans chapter 5, verse 5b. The word of God says, We know how dearly God loves us because He, God, has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. The KJV says, He has shared the love of God abroad our hearts. You cannot give what you don't have. If you find out that you are not able to love people, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Or maybe be saved. Maybe you are not saved. If you find out, you know why? Because Jesus says, this is how you will know, how people will know that you are my disciples. If you what? Speak in tongues. This is how people will know that you are my disciples. If you heal the sick. It's a sign. But he said, this is how people will know that you are my disciples. If you what? Love one another. If you love one another. There are some people that we call the EGR people. EGR just means extra grace required. To live with them. If you are married to an EGR person, say amen. I did that deliberately. Did you hear any amen? You know why? Because love covers a multitude of sin. <laughs> so it's love that has covered it. Bottom line, there are some people that are easy to get along with. There are some people, their heart is just very nasty. To love those people, even anybody at all, we need the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to love. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to forgive. So, someone has hurt you very deeply. Your mother has hurt you so badly. Your father has hurt you so badly. Your husband, your wife, your siblings, your boss, your colleague. What can make you forgive? It's the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. First John 4, 20 1 John 4.20, the word of God says in 1 John 4.20, it says, if someone says, I love God, but hates his brother and sisters or sister, the person is a what? Is a liar. For if you don't love the people, we can see. How can we love the God we cannot see? If we don't love the man, the people you can see, how can we love the, the person we cannot see? The person that would know if you have the Holy Spirit, that is the power of the Holy Spirit to love, most, if you are married, is your spouse. Does your spouse feel loved? If your spouse does not feel loved, you need to unlock that. Believe me. Why don't you take this risk? Ask your spouse. Do you feel loved? Not here, not here, not here. <laughs> I don't want trouble. <laughs> because you will hear, you know, but please do it. Some people have asked already. But please have the, have the discussion at home or in the car. Just ask, do you feel loved? You see, I want to challenge you. If they don't, make it your priority, your number one objective in life. That this person must feel loved. That's my job. If this person doesn't feel loved, I have failed. If my wife doesn't feel loved, who has failed? It's me now, it's not you. So we should take responsibility for it. It's my responsibility. But what I learned over the years is that those years that my wife didn't used to feel loved, you can ask her now and she won't be lying. <laughs> Those years that my wife didn't used to feel loved, what I discovered was that I was actually loving her, but the way I want to be loved. Do you understand? I was loving her. How do I explain it? Let's say I like to eat mango. 
And my wife likes to eat orange. She doesn't like to eat mango. Guess what I will buy? Mango. And I'll say, take as a token of my... But because she's nice, she will take it. But does she feel loved? No. And I keep buying mango, mango, mango. Then after a while, I squared my shoulder and I said to her, baby, do you feel loved? She didn't even look up, said no. Let me sit down first. Because <laughs> it was a huge blow on me. Because I thought I was trying my best. That's okay. What exactly does love mean to you? Oh, it's a good thing you asked. Then I began to like, hey, you mean that? That doesn't mean anything to me. But it's like, it's not you. They say, oh, if you do this, I say, do that. And that's nothing. But do it. Praise the Lord. The person that gives us the power to actually show love as we ought to is who? Is the Holy Spirit. And this, if you look at all these things that I've listed, I've not said power to heal the sick. I've not said power to speak in tongues. I've not said power to prophesy. I've not, yeah, all, those things, all those things are part of the package. But these things I've listed are things that people ignore and they are critical and the things that give us a bad report before the world. So we have people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, they are nasty at work. People that are filled with the Holy Spirit, their spouses regret that they are living with them. We have people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, that all we can see is noise. Hallelujah. God wants us to open our hearts to him. The Holy Spirit is a person that can be grieved. The Holy Spirit is a person it comes only when is is desired. I would say desired. People that are not hungry for God, as in when I say hungry, hunger is usually on display. If you see someone that is hungry, you put food before two people. One person is not hungry, the other person that is hungry. Do you notice the difference in how they eat? The one that is hungry. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. He gravitates towards the heart that longs for him. And usually when there are things that are competing with him in our heart, the heart of a man is an absolute compass. It cannot point into, in two directions at the same time. The heart of a man. So if there's something in our heart that is competing with the Lordship of Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, we cannot have him enthroned. Praise the name of the Lord. We cannot have him enthroned. So, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, for instance. Let me give this example and I close. Martha and I, when we were running a house fellowship, it's our it's the duty of the house fellowship leader to check the spiritual climate of every house fellowship member, right? To see if they are baptized in water, to see if they are baptized in the Holy Spirit and care for that. To see if they are growing in God. So, there was this lady that was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, my wife and I went to visit her. And we said to her that we tried ministering the Holy Spirit to her in the fellowship at different times in, the, in our home. And you know, she was not listening to me. So one day, I said to my wife, let's go and visit this person, this lady. She was single. And Mr. Um, Bartholomew was speaking to her. So we got there and we began to talk. And she's like, I'm like, you know, God says if we ask him, he will give us 
So some, what is going on? Talk to me, you know. And she's like, she really wants the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She really wants the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, maybe because she had been a bad girl, God has not forgiven her. I said, listen, there's nothing like that. God says if we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to what? But while we were talking, I could see that there was a particular guy that had jilted her that she was in fornication with before it was when they broke up that she came to Christ and she was coming to the fellowship and you know. So I said to her that I, I'm thinking that this guy is the barrier of your receiving the Holy Spirit. Said how? I said to her, if this guy comes back today and begs you and wants to sleep with you, will you agree? Ah, she says, that is tough. You see? So we went on and on to the point that she said, okay, fine. If he comes back now, I'm not going to agree. I'm going to follow Jesus. I was like, fine. God, you have heard though. She said that she wants to follow you. We prayed. Boom. She received baptism of the Holy Spirit. We left. She called my wife. We left her house at about 10 in the night. She said that she was praying in tongues from that 10 till 4 a.m. She was just going on, praying in tongues, jumping, dancing, crying. She said she cried and cried and cried. She had a dramatic experience. Then after a while, we didn't see her again. We called her. She would dodge and dodge and dodge. Then after a while, she came to me. That She called me. I said, I can't hide from you. I'm pregnant for the guy. Many times, we mouth. I think God used it to teach me a lesson. That you think that she's serious. You think that I don't. I mean, God sees the end from the beginning. So if God is not moving in a particular area, sometimes we think, ah, ah. God now, move now. I believe God wants to pour his spirit upon us today. But what is that thing? Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads.